When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We're here, all right, one to four weekdays. It's kind of old news now after a month, but, you know, in case you didn't know, you can catch the show on the podcast by going to kfiam640.com or the iHeartRadio app. Money is coming. Chance for $1,000 in just 15 minutes as we roll out the first keyword of the show this afternoon. We got a lot to get to, but I, I wanted to put this first because Ray and I found it. I had heard a story this morning that I thought was a parody. And I knew it wasn't, but I said, well, I got to look into this. So I'm going to hand you in a moment okay. the details on this story. I don't know anything about this. For years, we have had fun with a term that they call the cooling centers, right? The cooling centers? The cooling centers. You wondered why there wasn't a heating center because we've mm-hmm. had these days of chilly weather. Yes. Cooling centers are places where people could go and, uh, I guess, sit in a chair yeah, with air conditioning. Usually the elderly. They would. They're Although, remember the last time we saw a story, it was just some guy, he was younger, and he said he had, he had nothing to do, it was too hot at home, so he just came here and sat down, and he was uh, reading a paper or something like that. Yeah. It's a guy like in his 30s. That's the guy you want to hire. And he, uh, He's in his 30s, sitting in the cooling center. And what we also found out the last time we talked about the cooling centers, nobody was going to them anymore with the no. pandemic and other problems. People, they, they were closing them, I think, because there was only like two people coming there a day, or three people. Yeah. Well, this story came up, and it's a new type of center. And there is the details of it. It is apparently coming from the Los Angeles Civil and Human Rights and Equity <laughs> Department. <laughs> and it is, not a joke, the Peace and Healing Center. <laughs> Wait a second. 
Is this tax money here? Yeah, because it's coming from Los <laughs> Angeles' Civil and Human Rights and Equity Department. The Equity Department? Yeah, and they get funding <laughs> from the government. The Equity Department. And the, the second question I had was, what exactly goes on in a peace and healing center? How do you... I, I thought it'd be like a church... You'd go in, it'd be kind of dark, and there'd be like a little sure. place you could meditate. That's right. We we already came up with churches to handle that. Well, they claim there's no real definition. They, they just say it's diverse programming to meet the community's oh. unique needs. Oh, diverse programming. Yes. Well, I'd hate to go to a peace and healing center and find out it wasn't diverse. For example, in Westlake, it's a community garden. That's a peace and healing center. <laughs> um, Who got the contracts to build these places? They... Uh, there's financial literacy workshops also being held financial, in other areas. Financial right? literacy. Financial literacy, helping people who can't figure out how to balance a checkbook or open a bank account. Or, right. right. Yeah, that's so hard to do. <laughs> uh, Creating Justice LA and Skid Row will offer social through immersive education and music, art, and meditation. For the, for for the, the, for the homeless. For right. the homeless on Skid Row? Yes. Is, is that why they're homeless? There's yes. not enough art and music in their life? They're, uh, they're not meditating enough? All of this comes from L.A. Repair, and Repair is an acronym. Uh Can you figure out this one? All right, R-E-P-A-R, Reforms for Equity and Public Acknowledgement of Institutional Racism. That's what (laughs) Repair stands for. So after they formed that group, they came up with ideas. How can we spend money to help people repair? (laughs) Who who is going to show up And someone came up with a peace and a healing center. It's yeah. They, now they're, they're spending they're, eight and a half million dollars on this. Yeah, eventually you get to the money, right? As to what they're spending. Eight and a half million. Right. I don't see any on my side of town. They no, you're not a repair zone. Well, I need. Did peace. you see the zones that are your example? Is repair zones in Boyle Heights, Mission Hills, Panorama City, Southeast LA. I'm afraid you uh, and your rich uh, West Side friends don't get a peace and healing center. I need peace and healing. I'm paying for this. I, most days when I listen to you, you do need a lot of peace and healing. Well, look, I'm, I'm upset just reading this. Now I need to go to the Peace and Healing Center, and, well, and there is none for me. This is littered with terms I haven't seen. This, apparently, the Center for Disease Control has a social vulnerability index. <laughs> There's also the Cal Enviro Screen Environmental Index. The what? Red, what? The Cal Enviro Screen. That's almost like an acronym. The Cal Enviro Screen. An environmental index. They're trying to figure out... What qualifies as a repair zone? Hey, and once you're designated as a repair zone, then you can get this kind of repairs. Can I get my car fixed? (laughs) No, it's it's for racial healing. Wait, it says this pilot program, among other things, aims to improve government trust. Yeah. Well, no, this is damaged government trust for me. Yeah, you're right. They took eight and a half million dollars of tax money. You're right. Now, and blowing on it, blowing it on this thing. Repair is LA's first participatory budget pilot program. It will distribute roughly eight and a half million directly to nine LA city neighborhoods that are called repair zones. So that this part I think came out a while ago, but the new thing was their idea for a peace and a healing center. Peace and healing. <laughs> so up to twelve grants totaling more than three you, million are available do you, do you for programs. Go, do you go and sit in a chair? No. Well, one example was a garden. Is it quiet? They thought that would be a peaceful, healing place if people can come to a community garden. I have a garden. Others are, you go out there and heal? Sometimes. And, and seek peace? 
Um, I've run out of the house, <laughs> into the garden. If you grow a garden, why aren't you bringing vegetables for Deborah Mark? Exactly. I brought lemons to her. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Well, you bring her French fries. Come every, on. Everything out that brings her peace and healing, French fries. Yeah, but she's not going to fit into her exactly. uh, it makes uh, green outfit. Our whole garden is ruined by that tree that fell down anyway. Well, maybe you we two should over. get together in your garden and have some peace and healing. I have enough of John Cobalt five days a week. Yeah, I don't. I don't really uh, spread peace and healing very much. No, you really don't. No. So apparently, they have repair zone committees. Oh wow! See, this is how a bureaucracy grows, and they sit down and they come up with ideas for implementation. Uh huh. Well, they also is, have idea collection. The community a, members uh, share their ideas for programs. This is all nonsense. Oh, it this is. is all just. It gives waste. you a great idea of how yeah. the government really just. Well, you're like, where does the money go? It, it's cover stories to reward politically connected people and campaign donors. That's what it is, and and friends and family members. It's That's also it virtue is. signaling to say it's we're doing something about the problems. Uh, We've come up with uh, L.A. repair zones where people need more immediate attention. But. These used to be called, John, what, the underserved communities? You always mock that term, but that's kind of what they're well, talking about. Well, it's like about. they're getting served pretty well here. They, they got $8.5 million. I, I didn't get that. They <laughs> Los Angeles has some of the lowest income and highest need areas in the country, resulting from well, years of structural institutional racism. No, maybe if you, if you, if you get up and, and go to work, you'll, you'll find out that things change rapidly. And let's be honest There's here. a lot of peace and healing if you go get a paycheck every week. Well, some of the highest need areas are because we brought in a lot of migrants. Yeah, right. Different countries who were poor, and it's tough to, uh, you know, get going in a new country and, and really yeah. step up economically. There's still a lot of people that are, you know, because we allowed so much immigration, legal and illegal. And if you spend we do all, have a lot of places that uh, are low income. Spend all day snorting meth and injecting fentanyl, then, you know, instead of going to work... There is nothing that going to work won't cure. Nothing. All right, when we come back, we will update you on John's old Benedict Canyon neighborhood. We have new information. The El Segundo Times finally uh, did a story that it looks like uh, this was involved in some sort of a rap album release wow. party. What a shock. Uh, and uh, the that, El- that, that was my first guess. That it was that, that had something to do with with uh, rap guys. Rap musicians. And and I was telling somebody, and they go, no, no, why do you say that? I go, watch, you'll see. Rap musicians. Uh, I heard Benedict Canyon. I didn't think of a VRBO or, a, or a Airbnb, so I had no idea what, what happened. I just said, that's, I thought of you right away. Yeah. And I said, if that was 14 years ago, John could have been shot. I could have been. The place has gone to hell. I'm glad we got out of there. I do have a chance for some cash. $1,000 is up for grabs with a keyword. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, well, coming up after 1.30, we are going to talk to a board member. It's Benedict Canyon Association, John's old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, about last weekend's shooting. And uh, I think the first question, John, is what's with Beverly Crest? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how he responds to that. Uh, we have learned a little more about that shooting. I had seen a story yesterday that connected it to some sort of an album release party that whoever rented the house were outside. The shooting took place. Three women died inside a car. Four people were hurt. Supposedly the guy who bought the house with a partner in 2019 is in the music industry. Oh, okay. But he's based in London and he has been in Miami most recently. 
So he rents it out. Maybe he rents it out to uh, people in the music industry that he's connected to. I don't know. Oh. But there, there's some rap guy who had a new album, and uh, I've not heard who this is. Apparently the, uh, the local media is paralyzed and is unable to find out. Now, police say they, they got a pretty good idea who it is, but they're not, they're, they're not saying it publicly yet. Yeah, that's what also came out of the story. It reminded me a bit of the uh, Idaho murders, that they just mm. did not release everything they had for reasons that uh, they just didn't want the killer maybe to know. And maybe in this case, they don't want who they're looking for to be on the run too much because they think they got a good lead that they can go track them down and arrest them. I, I, I don't know how many people. I mean, 30 shots rang out, right? 30. So yeah. the uh, apparently uh, the car that was struck was a, a Porsche sports SUV. It was rented. The three women were sitting in there, and they were they were killed by the gunfire. Now Whether they, that they were targeted or it was just an exchange of gunfire between two disputing groups, which is, I think, the lead belief that there was some yeah. sort of a... Yeah, I, I think it, the shots went two ways. Now, what cracked me up in the uh, leftist propaganda El Segundo Times. Yes. The headline, aspiring rapper, two mothers killed in Benedict Canyon shooting. Why are rappers... Always described as aspiring rappers. I do. Well, I, do you ever see a phrase "aspiring plumbers"? An aspiring web uh, a welder has been killed. Well, you do no. have aspiring athletes, right? Aspiring. Well, maybe not really. Aspiring football player. Well, you're either playing no, football or you're not. They turn uh, it into something more uh, noble and romantic and yeah, tragic. Well, none there. of the women had any criminal history. Family members are talking. One of them is wondering if something happened at a bowling alley. Apparently, they had been bowling before they went to the house for the party. That may have set people off, but investigators said uh, they don't believe that has anything to do with this. But they're not saying what led to the well, exchange of gunfire outside this uh, house. At 3 in the morning, there could be drinking, there's drugs, there's uh, competition going on, maybe competition for the women. Yeah. Who knows? And sadly, this is what some of the rap songs are about. There's often violence and gunfire, and there's some tough things that go on. Now, can yeah, you heard a rap song about flowers and rainbows? Uh, no, no, I mean, I mean neither. Some romantic ballad? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so, L.A. Magazine has an exclusive. Oh, but John, the headline is Beverly Crest. Yeah. I How know. exclusive can you be if you're not naming the area right? Beverly Crest mass shooting party goers burglarized the rental hall rental hours later. Yeah, you know, it's, it's true. It's a bizarre. I you know I called my friend who still lives in the neighborhood and he, and he told me this a couple of days ago. He said they came back. They came back and broke in. And I couldn't believe it because I thought the cops were around, but I guess the cops had gone home. It's a crime scene. They, I thought it has to be secured. Well, Maybe not the house, but the street where the shooting took place. They, no? I guess they left stuff behind that would be evidence oh that would lead the police to who did it well if that's true you're supposed to secure it there's supposed to be a guard there a cop who's keeping watch over there you put up the yellow tape and you... I, I couldn't believe that i couldn't believe they came back and burglarized the place the the break-in was reported at 10 15 a.m saturday at this house on ellison street according to lapd public information officer matthew cruz when officers arrived on saturday morning for a second time the burglary suspects were gone. I wonder who called it in. They contacted the owner, who declined to pursue a complaint. Which means he knows what this is about. He knows these these are a bunch of bad guys who will hunt him down. 
Right. So he's not going to complain about stuff being stolen out of his house. The property was rented by a guy named Brandon Carroll, also from Chicago, who's one of the four people who was shot, and he's still in the hospital. He was no. in critical condition as of Monday night. The house was sold in 2019 to a British music manager based in London. Mm. And he bought the house along with a partner for more than $2 million, which sounds kind of low for... Yeah, that is low. Yeah, I would think those... Oh, my God. Want to hear this one? It's, it's, it's the house friends of ours used to live in. Oh. Years ago when we lived there, there was this uh, couple. They had two boys about the same age as our two boys. No. Oh. And... Uh, they they moved out about they 10 moved years out ago. like you yeah. did yeah yeah oh wow uh, every day i learn something that's uh, amazingly close well that's what we want to talk to the uh the homeowners association or what they're calling the benedict canyon association after 130 because they put out yesterday that there's just too many of these uh short term rentals in this neighborhood and there's been other incidents before i don't know how many murders cuz this one got a lot of attention cuz this just doesn't happen in this section of uh, L.A., and that close yeah. to Beverly Hills. Yeah, they said there, there's been three murders in the last two and a half years in the general Benedict Canyon area, Yeah, which I didn't know. Detectives are hoping surveillance video captures the assailant or assailants. This happened between 9 p.m. Friday uh, and then the early hours of Saturday is when the 30 shots were fired. But I... It could be both sides. I mean, whatever the dispute was, mm -hmm. we could be looking for people from both sides, whether they're gang members or there's some other rap affiliation that they had was at odds with the other one, and they were there to screw up the party and make sure it didn't succeed. Somebody didn't pay their pay their drug bill. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, the family's pretty sad. Uh, apparently, uh, the aspiring rapper's father, Keith Hutton, was speaking, and he wrote a tribute to his daughter. Um, the, uh, another woman was born and raised in Chicago. Like I said, a lot of this group seemed to have come here from Chicago. And I guess they thought, well, you know, we got a brand new rap album that's going to get released. Let's celebrate. Let's look online, see if we can't find a rental. And they honed in on this particular old John Cobelt neighborhood. And uh, shots uh, well, were fired. All right. So we're going to talk to David Cadlin, the president of the uh, Benedict Canyon Association. Yeah, he's coming on next. He's actually the president, part of the yeah. executive committee. And uh, he'll tell us more about uh, the story and the response in this neighborhood to a last weekend's shooting that killed three people, injured four. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, we have a chance now to talk to a board member of the Benedict Canyon Association. And, of course, uh, they're in the news because they're calling for a halt on short-term rentals. Uh, last Friday night into Saturday morning, there was a horrible shooting in the street outside a short-term rental in that neighborhood of Los Angeles in which uh, three women lost their lives sitting inside a car, four other people wounded. Not a lot of other information coming out, except we think it was something to do with an album release party that was being held at the house and resulted in some sort of violence on the street. For a rap artist. Uh, let's get uh, David Cadlin on. He's president of the Benedict Canyon Association. David, how are you? Uh, fine, thank you. How are you guys doing? We're fine. I lived there for 14 years. What the hell happened to the neighborhood? Well, you know, uh, it, there became some a lot of development there with large houses, and uh, people wanted to have some party houses over there, which have 
problems with the neighbors, loud music uh, to all hours of the night, and then sometimes, rarely fortunately, but sometimes culminating in the tragic incident that happened last Saturday. Now, I read there's been three murders in the Benedict Canyon area in the last two and a half years, all from rentals connected to short-term rentals. Is that true? That is true. Actually, uh, one was on Mulholland in August of 2020, and one was actually about four blocks up the street from uh, where my wife and I live, uh, as well as in August of 2020. So unfortunately, that does happen. And I understand from the ones in 2020, uh, those were party houses, there were party there, and uh, there were um, alleged gang members in there who were doing the shooting. This current one, uh, the police are investigating, and all the details have not yet come out, but they're thoroughly investigating, and uh, the Benedict Canyon Association has been enlisted to try to uh, get people who may have uh, camera camera footage for it. You know, that is an extraordinarily peaceful area, and I really enjoyed living in that neighborhood. And... You said it was one of your favorite places to live. Probably the favorite place I ever lived. How about that? And I I remember your house in Elmira. It was wonderful. (laughs) And uh, that'd be second. (laughs) And 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 so I I know the you know I still have friends who live there and and they all work really hard. They work long hours and they've been successful and they have nice homes. And and to have now murders in the street is just unfathomable. Now now you you the city can't. Put a put a, a a stop to this. Well, they do enforce party houses, and when the parties are sometimes t- in the middle of the night till two, three in the morning, neighbors call the police. The police come out, but then sometimes the party house they get quiet, and then when the police leave, they may start again. They could get fined as well, but the problem is that it's a cost of doing business from the entrepreneurs who put these events on. Because they charge admission just to some of these parties. Some of them they do. They advertise them on social media. They charge admission. Uh, people may come to one of these things after partying at a dance place or at a bar. Uh, others are to promote some product, some event, uh, some service. Uh, but those may not be charged for, but then the impact of them is still the same. Could be hundreds of cars around blocking the streets, uh, making a problem potentially for first responders, creating a fire danger too. Uh, John, as you know, there's so much abundant foliage, plants and trees and brush in the neighborhood that somebody carelessly tosses a cigarette out, flicks a cigar, and then the whole place could... Uh, burn up and there could be a wildfire there and when people come there unfamiliar with the neighborhood they don't realize that we are in an extreme high fire density neighborhood yeah and there are not a lot of ways out of those neighborhoods Uh, has your association been in touch with any of these homeowners that are doing these short-term rentals to try to talk to them about this situation Well, the neighbors actually do, and then when there's notification to the city attorney, the city attorney has contacted them and explained what the law is, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but uh, the problem is, as I mentioned, that it's a cost of doing business if the promoter of the event just has to pay a nominal fine. Yeah. Uh, is there any movement to get the city to stop these uh, 
short-term rental situations? Well, yes. Well, the Benedict Canyon Association has consistently attended city council meetings with the Planning and Land Use Committee, with the city council. We've actually recently, the last couple days, written letters to uh, Mayor Bass with Hopefully, she'll be able to put this on her agenda as well. And to the city council, uh, just pleading with them, please take action to stop this. Not only for, um, of course, the rare but tragic shootings that have occurred, but also the potential of life and limb with the danger to fire in all the Santa Monica Mountains. Yes. This has really worked up, I guess, people in your neighborhood. This particular shooting has gotten a lot of attention. The other shootings you said murders we don't i didn't hear much about sure sure well uh the they were in the uh in the media but they have not been very very uh vocal for whatever reason and after each one of those we the benedict canyon association have contacted our elected officials and try to rein in and actually stop all short-term rentals rentals you know we understand the city generates some revenue if they can license or permit legitimate non-party house rentals but unfortunately the ones that have these large events kind of slip through the cracks and we don't think that any short-term rentals should be allowed in any of the canyons because of the fire dangers and sometimes these other tragic events happen as well so if somebody wants to uh have a short-term rental situation with their house they they get a permit and they pay the city a fee Technically, they're supposed to. Whether everybody does that, they do not do so uh, because the enforcement is very difficult. But, you know, if if it's a mom and pop or somebody who wants to do so on a, on a longer term to rent out their place, certainly people have the right to do so, but not to have uh, commercial events there because these party houses are, in fact, commercial events and are not legal in this 100% residential neighborhood. Now, you're with the Benedict Canyon Association. What is Beverly Crest? That's not Beverly Crest. No, uh, the city calls it generally Beverly Crest, the area in the Santa Monica Mountains, which includes Benedict Canyon, in Coldwater Canyon, in Beverly, uh, Beverly Glen. So we're actually Benedict Canyon, and we're a canyon separate from, is, is uh, you know, John, from Coldwater and mm-hmm. Beverly Glen. But uh, they just kind of lump it together as Beverly oh, Crest. Because Beverly Crest was, is to the east, or it's Coldwater Canyon. Yes, correct. Well, Beverly Crest, it is a gated community further east by Sepulveda. Right, yes. It has nothing to do with us, but they just kind of, for whatever reason, uh, have called this whole area here Beverly Crest. I never heard that. All right, David, thank you so much for talking to us. We appreciate it. David, thank you. Can I just say one thing? Say hello to my wife who loves your show. Hello, Anna. Oh, hello, Anna. Absolutely, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for loving our show, and thank you for coming on. It's David Caden. President of the uh, Benedict Canyon Association. Wasn't there a Manson murder in Benedict Canyon? Yes. Yeah, off. the Manson uh, murder happened not far from where. Well, 1969, but right, I mean, but it was it's in the same general area. I thought I remembered because that's where it was always ingrained in my head from history. Yeah, was it was connected to the Manson? No, case. probably a two minute drive from my house because I drove on that block once. Well, didn't you see? It's not a new problem with people being murdered. Oh right? no, it goes back 50 years. Sure. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Spooky things go up in the mountains. You know, we got that moist line. 
Have you heard of it? It's coming back in, in just two days. Uh, so here's a heads up for your messages. Use the iHeartRadio app as a little microphone. You can talk back that way, and we collect those messages. Call the toll-free number, one 877 1-877-664-7886. Well, somebody turned Governor Dippity Doo loose today. Here's the thing. They're trying to get another bill passed for, for gun control in Sacramento. This deals with concealed weapons. And I'm like, I don't recall how many times they've arrested somebody in a big crime, whether it's a shootout or a, or a burglary, that they, they had a concealed weapon permit. I don't really know if that happens. Much. No, it has nothing to do with the round of murders we've had. Nothing yeah. at all. No. They, it's, it's just they, they, they jump on whatever the hot button news here to, to beat their old dead horse one more time. And they seem to believe the philosophy is we just don't want guns in society. So whatever we can do to limit guns, but concealed weapon people are like, I want that in case I am involved in like the Monterey Park story. Oh, yeah. No, if you're comfortable with a gun, you absolutely should have it to uh, to defend yourself. Since these guys, what, they're showing up on mushroom farms. They're showing up in quiet neighborhoods, dance, uh, dance halls. I mean, yeah, normal people have to be armed. Well, we're just supposed to sit and take it? Yeah, I'd like, be very grateful. Uh, I don't have a gun, but if somebody, uh, like at a, a grocery store or something, was there and pulled out their concealed weapon to fight back against the shooter, well, I'd have to be very happy. The thing is, they, the Supreme Court has uh, banned concealed weapons bans. Is, yeah, they is that said too confusing. It, they banned a ban. Well, they they found it too limiting the right. way the way most jurisdictions carry it out. They really make you go through the hoops. They don't they don't issue a lot of permits. Right. Right. But but now remember, Sheriff Inouye was ready to issue a whole bunch. He, he was excited. To, I don't know however he got that done before he got yeah. So the Supreme Court lost. said you just can't do blanket bans of concealed weapons. Right. And so what. What they're trying to do in Sacramento is just make it more restrictive. Oh, right. we'll issue a concealed weapon, but here's all the new rules. You got to take 16 hours of classes. Uh, you got to no. do an interview with the sheriff's And you deputy. can't have it in certain places, is what they're putting right. in the bill. Yeah. We're actually going to talk to a Republican assembly member coming up after uh, two o'clock because they, there's still a few of them left in Sacramento, held their own little news conference to say gun control? No. They're about crime control. You like that? Crime well, they, control? They have uh, passed 100. Plus gun control measures <laughs> over a hundred. And as you can see, it doesn't stop anything. Uh, not in this state. No, no. And now we're like uh, ground zero so, for the latest mass shooting. So when we, you know, it's like, okay, try it your way pass, you know, one, two, 10, 20, 50, 70, 80, 90, a hundred. You haven't stopped anything. Maybe they don't work. All right. So uh, stay tuned after uh, two o'clock. We'll talk to an assembly member, a Republican. Oh, and also we got to we got to do an update on the Tesla road rage suspect. Oh man, this is a piece of work. Oh guy. wow! And we have to rename it. It is Roid Rage. Yeah. Apparently, he was dealing in steroids. Right. John was wondering what was going on with well, this guy. Well, we said the other day, there's got to be some drug component involved. <laughs> so we'll and and so I think he loads up on on steroids and then he goes driving around. Now, one of the most incredible stories to come from the world of reparations in the last few months came out of San Francisco, where there was apparently a draft plan for black residents in that city to get $5 million in reparations. Well, there's a supervisor by the name of Shaman Walton who went on the record to say that's not enough. So, while most people's jaws dropped at the figure, Shaman says no. 
That is just the beginning. It's much less than a lot of projections that people say black people should receive for reparations here in the United States. He goes, you can, you can Google reparations work that's been done. Look at monetary formulas that people have put together and $5 is a very minuscule amount. Although, to put that number in perspective, uh, if every black resident in San Francisco qualified for the $5 million, the city would be on the hook for $223 billion. That's $263,000 for every non-black person in San Francisco. Right. Um, so every non-black person would have to cough up over a quarter of a million dollars. That's correct. Or if, and that's if the $5 million is what they come and, up with. And this guy thinks it's not enough. No. <laughs> He's adamant. Did, um, did he attend math class? Because I think the state one, right? There's a state reparations committee. It was much less than $5 million. So, But uh, <laughs> and this story got headlines because of the $5 million figure. Um, the median income in San Francisco is $97,000. So how are you supposed to come up with 263000 when you only make ninety seven a year? And that's the median. Not going to happen. Half make less. He added yeah. that white people today may argue they never owned slaves, but wealth was transferred to generations of people who are ancestors of people who participated in slavery. That's not true. My family came from Poland. See, then you get to have an exception to making the well, payment. Well, I, I better get an exception. I better do my family tree more strictly. My, uh, I don't think we had anybody that owned slaves anywhere down the line. Dad I don't was, know. My dad was a slave for four years. The, the Germans captured him. They made him work? Yes, in a farm. Oh. It was forced labor on a farm. Potatoes? Yes, it was. It was potatoes. <laughs> yeah. He was forced to work on a potato farm in Germany. You know, he says, so they were direct benefits of slavery, which is why people who look like me haven't had the chance to achieve the same level of generational wealth that has led to gaps that exist for black folks here in San Francisco. And, of course, he adds across yeah, well, the country. All you're going to do is drive out everybody out of San Francisco. <laughs> uh, Nobody's going to stick around and pay that quarter million dollar reparations tax. And they still have to figure out the requirements because there's always been this debate as to whether or not you have to prove that your ancestry traces back to slavery. No, or... no proof. Just ask for it and you get it. Uh, could be the case. All right. When we return, the two o'clock hour, we'll be talking to an assembly member, a Republican, who says he was part of a press conference the other day about public safety in California. Crime control in California, not gun control. That, your chance for $1,000. Another keyword is around the corner. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. 
Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important. Important information.